I like our little jingle. I do too. Yeah, uh, it's it's unique. I've, I've thought about like other ones to maybe switch it up, but it's classic. Yes, yeah, just it's go right us. Into, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, do, do, Otherwise, do, do. you got a box, man. You got to yeah. box through it. Yeah, yeah, we'll box it out. Uh, so how how's everything been? It's been crazy, man. Work. Yeah. I do got to run something by you though. Mm-hmm. So was that a birthday party for a, a two year old? It was our, it was my old nanny's son, one of mm-hmm. her sons. And they had, you know, pizza. They had, you know, beers and all that stuff. And so like, they consider us family, so we sure. always, like, linger around yeah. until the end. But, I mean, they had an end time. It starts at noon, ends at 2, like, done, like, right, go. And, like, this guy wasn't leaving. Mm-hmm. Like, his daughter's just running around. He's just sitting out back watching the, watching the football game and drinking beers. Oh, and- yeah. So it's not really so much the birthday party. I was trying to figure out where this is going to go because it's already a good. And setup. they don't know him, right? Like they this is like the first time. Maybe like the it's the, the daughter friend. Yeah, yeah. So that, see, that's the thing. Sometimes if you have them do the drop off, then you like pick up at two. So if you're staying, when everybody else leaves, then you got to go too. Right. He so, wasn't going. <laughs> now. And then he's like, then, you know, the nanny's husband's looking at me. He's like, how do you get the, like, somebody, like. You got to turn off the game. That's what it is. You've made it too comfortable. Made it too comfortable. You got to turn off the game. Well, so it's even funnier because then (laughs) this past weekend was the oldest's birthday. They have three boys. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I went up to him. I was like, like, when did this guy leave? He goes, he didn't leave till six. Oh, okay. I'm like, I thought they invited him again. And he goes, no. Week. And he goes, he didn't leave till six that night. Wow. Like, everybody was gone. So then they're like, what in the world? Like, so then they, like, started watching him, and they kind of, like, figured out he was drunk. Oh, he couldn't leave. Couldn't leave. So that's, so I guess, let's but wind why, it all but, back but to, but like, why the are you getting drunk? At- <laughs> right. So I think typically, if it's, like, a, a kid's birthday party, it would even if there's adults there, because the theme of it is the kids' birthday party, it would have to follow lemonade and cake and ice cream. You right. gotta keep it, gotta keep it kid friendly. Can't mix. Right. Um, you can have like an adult party, and then kids are welcome. Then there's like adult party, no kids. Don't bring kids. We've had that, right? right? Like home groups and things right. like that. It's just, it just complicates things. It's not anti kid. It's just. There's kids screaming. Oh, dude, it's like so. You got the the, the overstayer, right? And then <laughs> I've got like the the underperforming parent. Well, I've had people at our house where like there's kids, and I'm like, hey, we're gonna have designate this area for kids, right? Not going running through my office, but just right. upstairs in the game room, whatever. And, you know, we got like Nerf board and all that, so they're running around playing guns. You can kind of hear, and then all of a sudden it's like, ow, and someone's <laughs> screaming, right? If you brought, if you're one of the parents that brought your kid, you should go investigate. Right. And if it's your kid, like you need to deal with it. Like I'm not talking about like punishment or anything. It's just like deal with your kid. Like if they're constantly crying, causing problems, hitting other kids, you know, taking away, creating disruption. Like you need to like now remove yourself from the downstairs population and go deal with the kid. Like these are unwritten rules. This isn't your time to come chill out. And let and your kid dump just, your kid on other people. I've yeah. had people that they don't even move. It's like they're like, ah, they're fine. Thinking, no, they were. But it sounds like my house is falling apart upstairs along yeah. with it. Yeah. It's like <laughs> and there's some times like I've gone up and I'm like, yeah, it's this one. <laughs> Who's whose kid is this one? And they're just hanging out. And you know, they're not even so that I think I think you have to have a sense of responsibility, but yeah, the overstay is is not yeah, good. Yeah, till six. Yeah, and then once they kind of realized he was stumbling and stuff, they're like, 
like just started giving them water and yeah like hey you want some coffee like now you feel partially (laughs) responsible for his current condition because now it's like okay like if he does go out but i mean have some self-control people yes that cannot be understated i mean you got your kid with you and you're going to get like it's one thing to have a beer but like you get blitzed i mean it's a two-hour window one right you can have one right that's it i I don't even two at work because you have to kind of wait it out right and you know you don't want to do that um so yeah i think i think that's uh etiquettes i think on time arrival is important uh you know my my son is like i told him i'll be there at five it's 503 let's go and i'm like that's still five like you want me to drop him off at his friends you know like the expert but there are those people that say hey the party's at 12 and they show up at like 1120. Uh, it's 12 for a reason. <laughs> I'm still prepping. Right. <laughs> I, I Typically, I don't even get like because I'm moving things around and I'm like kind of setting things up. I'm going to actually change right before because I don't want right. to get all sweaty in the clothes I'm going to wear for the party. Right. So I'm still kind of prepping. Not like a whole shower and stuff, but like I'm going to go change later. So like people show up. I'll be like, hey, great. Thanks for your, we, you can help. Like we, right. <laughs> we're still in well, kind of setup I, mode. Uh, well, that's why I always ask, but I mean, I show up early to help. <clears throat> but you know, like if it's, if it's like a, we, we showed up to, um, to a wedding. We were driving like three hours away and we showed up to the event and they knew that it was Friday in LA, that it was going to be so late. So the the thing the thing had said uh, starts at like six o'clock. We got there like five thirty, so we knew we were a little bit early. But it didn't look like it was ready to start at all. They're still setting out chairs. They're still like unwrapping things. Now comes six o'clock. There's still nobody here. And I went to the venue and I looked. The sign said, "Doors open six thirty. Event starts at 7. And I'm like, "Wait, what? They change anything? They're like, "No, we knew people were going to be late, so we just basically." scheduled that in like knowing (laughs) (laughs) we didn't want half the people to show up an hour into the wedding but since you're here can you (laughs) i was just like well i showed up like you know and now i'm starving can i get a snack i'm here on texas time like (laughs) 5 30 for a six i didn't even start till seven so we just went and had dinner we just went somewhere else we're like we're ready to go i don't know about all these late showers right yeah so then Actually, by the time it was dinner, like we we didn't need to stay for dinner. We had already had dinner, right? So then we got an early start. So, yeah, um, a, a colleague of mine uh, officiated a wedding this past weekend. He was telling me is like it was interesting when they uh, about eleven o'clock. Were there pronouns on the invites? Uh, no, he was just like he was just like. It was really cool, like how they had this all set up because you had like dinner, mm-hmm. and it was like round six and the ceremony yeah. and all that stuff. So they were pretty much partying, and then at eleven o'clock, all of a sudden, um, McDonald's shows up. Like they had like McDonald's, you know, well, they had McDonald's. Just it was like right down the road from the venue, so they contacted the manager, and the manager's like, "Yeah, me and this other guy are gonna make come and cook your food." make sure it's all ready to go and we'll come deliver it because you're on my way home so Mm -hmm. it was like but it was like all these people had all this booze in them so they're just taking all this mcdonald's and i was like dude that's the smartest thing i've ever heard of yep (laughs) well hey good enough for the white house (laughs) good enough for the party true so um i I mentioned pronouns because like jokingly but uh, in our, they're all in our signatures at work so yeah so it's it's expanding so like we're getting um requirements for contact center from legal from contracts for servicing so if if somebody gives you their preferred pronoun we like we have to like create a field in our database now we didn't have that you have to if they tell you that this like it's a she you have to know and refer to them that way so like 
And then, like, even beyond that, there's, like, um, California. uh, This is actually about over a year old, but they passed something in late 2020. I think it's effective last year, where if the person walked into a dealership and began the negotiation in one of five non-English languages, everything from then on, including the contract, including emails, communication, it has to be, so it's uh, Spanish, Vietnamese, Korean, Tagalog, and... uh, You guys will... But you're you're already out of California, right? It's like, for your California customers. I know, but like you're already out of California, right? Because yeah, they're banning all that stuff. Like you can't even have a lawnmower there. Yeah, I know. I'm talking about like if somebody. But the point is, like if they come and be, I'm like, look, problem solved. Put a sign on there that says like we only speak English, right? Like if that's okay, or they're like, or put like a little checkbox on the contract that says. I agree, and I understand that this this language, you know, this contract's in English, and I accept. Just check that off. Like, I'm not gonna have like I'm like we can't like I don't have email templates in five <laughs> languages. Like we're not gonna be able to comply with that. <laughs> this is so crazy. It's out. It's it's outrageous. And then so now now we got these pronoun things that like, if they give you their preferred pronoun, you need to address them that way. And if you don't, then like it's gonna be a problem. And I'm thinking, this, what's this the penalty for that? I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't, even, I don't even know which jurisdiction it was. It was just like, it was just the fact that like, I had to approve the change to add the preferred pronoun to the to the database as a customer parameter. We're losing our mind, man. I'm we're, we're like, at some point, I think God is just gonna go. All right, I had enough. <laughs> Like, hit the big red button, and then all of a sudden, it's, like, back to Adam and Eve, and he's like, what are you going to do if a certain serpent comes up? Yeah, that's right, Adam. <laughs> well, I mean, the big, the big question was, like, who told you you were naked? Right. So, like, if I decide that I'm now purple, Okay, and I'm just like, like you need to refer to me as purple. It, it doesn't even make any sense. Like no. you're putting something on other people. See, I still don't understand the they, because they implies multiple people. Right. So. No, I think we definitely have something with. I I've even talked to some uh, kind of like you know LGBTQ very like knowledgeable people i said can you check out this episode to see if what i said or what we talked about with the it and the they you know whether in terms of like mental health is it tone deaf is it and like no it kind of makes sense i'm like like in context like i think they is the multiple and it is like a he she it there's like it's like a neutral right but the point of it is when we call it a pronoun right like it's not really so it's if, not even a definition of a pronoun correct because if i say i am tall dark and handsome these are my adjectives and from now on every time you refer to me you must refer to me in tall dark and handsome. regardless of what your personal view of me is i believe i'm tall dark and handsome so you refer to me as tall dark and handsome it's, it's what that's not even how like <laughs> you're telling me how you're being how you would like to be perceived right and and referenced just because it's true to you doesn't mean it's true to everybody right yeah you know i'm not talking about like if you're height challenged uh, and you want to feel tall that that's great you know and but it doesn't mean you can say i want you to refer to me as tall that's where it's wrong. Right. It's, it's, it's not a sexual preference thing. I, I personally don't think anything that somebody does privately is anybody else's dang business. For sure. Okay? Until you make it their business. So which you is open, which you're bringing it into the workforce. You're, you're bringing it out to public, putting it but out. But even, even still, I don't even, for those folks, 
that are in transition, whatever. I don't, I don't even care that you're like, your sin is your sin. I have my own sin that I'm trying to deal with on a daily basis. So I'm fine acknowledging you and loving on you. But like, I believe what you're saying is like, we've taken this too far. Now it's like, I must have the right pronoun. No, like if, Jim is now Sherry, mm-hmm. and Sherry's gone through the change. I'll dress her as Sherry. It, but there's a very rigorous process right. of psychological evaluation. There's um, medical um, requirements, and and then and then and, surgeries and by, are involved, and and mental health things are involved. Like by the way, until you until you've had the the. Um, the stuff changed down below. You shouldn't be able to use a woman's bathroom. I'm sorry. No. Until that's right. been handled. So just because you put on a wig or get a short haircut and now you're like something else, it doesn't make any sense at all. And I would say the same goes for men's room. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be a man, like you got to go get something done down there to actually justify what you're trying to do. Right. Again, people's private business whether you want to sit or stand or whether you want to lay with another person of the same sex it's none of my business until you make it my business then then like please allow me to have my opinion of what you want right. to make my business right it's like these schools that have like even switching subjects like uh, catering to kids that think they're cats they have like a, a kitty litter box in the bathroom bring it's your like, own cat food you want to eat cat food that's your right. choice it, but i'm not going to have a kitty litter box in the bathroom either no, no. we're not going to tailor this or if you think like and all you're going to do is meow all day okay no you need to be removed out of the school mm-hmm. yeah we're doing a camp for uh, my son and as it as it turns out, a lot of the parent volunteers who even showed up to the interest meeting were uh, female, were the moms, right? And and they're like, hey, we appreciate you. It's just that like we need more dads. Uh, there's been like sixteen mom volunteers and two right. dads. We need more dads, and it's not like we need men. It's just like it's like look, um, the dads will remain in the boys' cabins, right? So, like, we don't have enough guys. So, like, if you brought your son, then you're going to be with the girls, and then th- there's not enough guys to watch your kids, right? You can right. be with them daytime, but, like, we're not going to allow that. Like, it's either... And I'm thinking, it, it shouldn't be that difficult. Like, you don't have to, like, make a plea for it. But, you know, if this starts becoming one of the... Like, you can only imagine, it's like, well, I only have two moms. It's like, oh, God, here we go. Right. Or... You're not, it, it doesn't even end with you. When you start parenting, like you're a same-sex parent, and then they're like, you know, like these early on, and they're like, bring a picture of your family. You're creating issues for those kids where they don't really know how to define themselves because of the decision you made. Right. right? Like they appreciate that maybe you adopted them and you're loving them. Right. That's not the concern here. The right. concern here is that, like, okay, like, you two females aren't going to be able to, like, properly raise a male. Right. So then, like, what kind of male is that going to produce? And then what is that? What what kind of what kind of choices are you predisposing for this person? And, or attraction? Well, even, I just think, even kids in general, this day and age like I was having a conversation with somebody about this I think it was in my neighborhood and we were just like like you know the entitlement like oh it was it was uh, my neighbor I was like he's got a older Arcadia GMC mm-hmm. SUV and his daughter's turning 16 and she wants a smaller vehicle and I was like I'd look, I looked at him like are you nuts I'm like, give her this thing until the wheels fall off of this mm-hmm. thing. I go, this is safer than what she actually even wants. Right. And he's like, I agree. And I go, you should get the newer car anyway. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. you're paying for it. I would say, until you go get a job, 
and pay for your own car, right. this is what I have to offer you. If you don't want to drive it, then and don't drive so it. So I don't know when it changed, or maybe it's where we live, but it was exactly that. When I was growing up, I got a cash car or the hand-me-down from the parents, and it was like the beater car. I got a... I, I actually was blessed enough. My dad went and bought me a nice car, but... For your first I, car? For my first car, but mm-hmm. the deal was I had to pay for half of it. Okay. Pay for half of it. it. Yeah. And then the deal was, like, on top of that was, like, you're either going to be in sports mm-hmm. or you're going to go get a job. Right. So if you're not going to be in sports, the thing is you're going to go get a job. He goes, either way, I'll pay the insurance. Mm-hmm. If you go play sports and you're heavily involved, I'll pay for your gas. Mm-hmm. But if you got a job, you can pay for your own gas. Right. I was like, I'm going to go get a job. Mm-hmm. Right. Knowing that some of it is going to go. I mean, I lived in Arizona at the time. Like, I'm not going to go play football. Like, I see these guys at 127 degree mm-hmm. heat and they're running out in full gear. I'm right. like, no. Nah. Yeah. I tried golf. Um, my dad didn't actually like the golf coach at mm-hmm. our school. So he's like, that ain't going to work. Yeah. And he was kind of like him and Han about that anyways. He's like, you can still work and go play golf. So I'm like... <laughs> yeah. I thought it was either or. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but so I ended up just going to get a job, but... But I'm talking about, like, what kind of car did you get? A new car? What was it? Uh, it wasn't brand new, but it was... Uh, new it was, to the family. It was probably five years old, if right. not, not I, even that. I mean, when my daughter started driving, you know, we got a... Uh, and hand me down car from my mom. She got a new one, but before she got the car, when I would go drop her off, see the cars that these kids are being, you know, like driving to school. Like I'm not talking about like the new Jeeps. It was like Lexuses, BMWs. No, that was my high school. So right. I, I Dude, went who's to giving a sixteen year old a Lexus. So I, I went to high school in in Arizona in the Mesa area where I went was. I was, we were known as the rich school. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's kids driving Corvettes. Yeah. There's Where do you kids go from drive. There? So, and then there's like the different, different gr- groups that were part of there. So we had the Cowboys and they all drove like lifted trucks and some of them were nice, but most of them were beaters that they lifted and all right. that. And then you had the dirt heads, which were the potheads mm-hmm. and they drove just vans and yeah it was mm, just junk yeah i mean heavily tinted with curtains <laughs> <laughs> and then you had the the richies as we call them and on graduation day in 98 this kid got first graduation present got a brand new lexus beautiful car uh but one of the cowboys was uh trying to get his truck into gear and he's just like revving it up slamming it into gear and wasn't doing anything, and the one time it did, it just went right up on the hood of that brand right. new like. So that's the thing. If those things will happen, even if they're a good driver, they're around remedial drivers. Right. So, but it's it was, just it's just not a good idea. No, uh, I, you know, my wife, she had her high school car was a Porsche nine four four. I will say there is something to that. Like you want a nice enough car that because because it was that car, she took care of it. Mm-hmm. It was nice enough that she's like, hey, like, I know what this is. Right. Um, so she took care of it. So it's got to be like a happy medium. I don't want, like. Well, <laughs> we're actually joking because my uh, in laws still have the Porsche, mm-hmm. and uh, we were talking, and Marty's like, still around. Marty's like, I'm gonna go get it for the girls, and I'm like, yeah. Plus it's stick, so they're gonna have to learn to drive right? stick too. Yeah. <laughs> I I had, um, I got the hand me down car that probably was worth less than five hundred bucks. Otherwise, they would have traded in or something. And then, and it, it was decent, but it was really ugly and it was just not a good car. So I drove it for a little bit. I saved up money, traded it in, like sold it private party, you know, like an online ad or a newspaper ad. And then, and then bought from another person, like, like right. a hatchback Honda Accord. Mm-hmm. 
still a little bit newer, but not like, so this is 92 and this was like an 87. So it was like five years back. And then uh, got into an unfortunate accident on the way to school. I was dropping off my brother at high school and then I would drive to college. And, and partially my fault, I jumped out. I was in the left only lane and it wasn't moving. So I was gonna come out and go straight and then flip a U and come back and turn right. So as I went to come out, to go, to come out of the left only lane, there was, so it was free, the lane was free, mm-hmm. but then there was a car that was in the lane to the right of it. They thought about the same thing. This is LA traffic. You see an open lane, you take it. Like mm-hmm. we both basically saw, there's an open lane here. I jumped out of the left, he jumped out on this side. So like, I went like this, he went like this, boom, he hit me. So he hit me on the passenger side and uh, we settled and whatever, but the car was beat up. And then I went to take it, get it repaired. And then the guy who was going to do the repair, he was like, I'll just buy it as is for my daughter. I'll do the work myself. And he's like, give me like $1,700 for it. I'm like, okay, I'll take it. But by then I had already saved up some money. Right. And there was a, an 88 BMW, gorgeous, like red BMW, um, three series. And it was like 12,000 negotiated down to 10,000. I had... 6,000, 7,000 of it, plus the 1,700 I got, and I borrowed a couple thousand from my parents, paid them back in about a year. And, but here's the thing, like, a lot of my net worth was in that car. Kind <laughs> that of like was depreciated. <laughs> yeah, I took care of it, mm-hmm. oil changes, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, hardly was, ever uh, went to the car wash. I, I hand washed that thing all the time, you know, I'm like, no, they scratch up the paint. Like, <laughs> Well, she lived in Michigan, so at the time so it was like no that car never saw snow so once we got to that season you know mm-hmm. they were using, she was using mom yeah mom and dad. so yeah I, I mean I, I drove I drove that car it had like 80,000 miles when I got it and I sold it with 190,000 miles on wow. it wow and, made it that far. and it was still like it was I, I want to say it was in better shape when I sold it than when I got it even I mean I had a trusted mechanic and I took care of it no, lights never came on I was always um, preventative right. everything if it says do it in 5,000 I did it at 3,500 if it said do it in 10,000 I did 7,500 right. I mean it, it never stretched change the tires change this change that uh, car was humming a lot of Vegas trips a lot of <laughs> 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 out of mountain, a lot of this, and yeah, we did a lot with that car, but um, I sold it, and nowadays, I saw one when I was at uh, the In-N-Out, I saw one somebody had, and I was like, oh, I wonder, and they're on with like twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000, because there's so few of them around, Right. and they're all over like 300,000 miles, Yeah. but when's the last time you saw a car with like that many miles on it, like, they, they go Well, I had that, so... I had an unfortunate accident, too, in my first car. Um, car, uh, ambulance came out from the hospital, and I was at stoplight, and the guy behind me didn't stop. And mm. It was a full-size ram. I thought you hit the ambulance. I'm like, oh, there's... No, the ambulance came out, though, and then they looked at me, and then they looked at the truck behind me, and his eyes went like that, and then he, I, I saw him pick up the radio and go... Yeah. Send another one. We see a lot of that now. Not so much the accidents, but distracted driving, man. Well, and and it was like, I know in this climate we're in with the government and all that, but it wasn't illegal. Um, He had his whole family in a single cab. Mm. They were just all on the front bench. Luckily, none of the kids got hurt. Because once they realize they're going to hit, the mom reached over mm-hmm. and grabbed all of them and just, like, as much as she could put them into that bench. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a pickup truck? Yeah, it was yeah. a single cab, full-size Ram. Um, but it was a bad deal. Uh, yeah. And then they ended up skirting back to Mexico, and the insurance was like, we, we tracked them down, but we ain't getting anything. So right. I was like, well... Yeah, and then my next car was, uh, so that was a 94 Civic EX. So it was fully loaded, my first one. 
My second one was um, not a fully loaded Civic hatchback. Mm-hmm. I love that darn thing. Yeah. They, they don't make this. I mean, I guess... I, I don't know. Like, are there hatchbacks still? Like, I think... It's hard to find them. Yeah. Man. You don't see, like, the five-door, because that was... I've actually seen some in, like, like old Civics, and I was like... Mm-hmm. I can put together pretty... They all pretty, look like they're still being put together. They're they right. Different panels. Yeah, 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 different panels, but I'm sitting there going, hmm, I could put put together a pretty good motor to throw mm-hmm. in this thing. You just yeah. have a quick little gear going. Yeah, if if you find one, like, because it may be, maybe the motor died. But most of them, they, they probably just put them away out of the body. The motor's damage. never, like... Yeah, uh, motors my, are fine. Mine was always the dang uh, 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 clutch, not the... Is the reservoir? Mm. It always break and then no clutch fluid. So, but uh, replace several of those. I gotta say though, my my car when I turned that in, it had close to three three hundred thousand miles in it, and it was still running like a top. But like the inside, like oh, because I'm so big. Yeah, just getting in and out. The seat bolster was like destroyed. Yeah. It's like that driver's seat's the first to go. Yeah, so you start putting like seat cover then it's just like a just a blanket <laughs> just, <laughs> just. i i just ended up putting a towel on it yeah. so when i go in i was just like uh but I, I kept it up i mean i it only had i think forty thousand miles on when i got it. so we're talking about all these cars and miles because that means something right what about these electric cars i don't know like if obviously you don't have like the oil changes and everything, but would an 80,000 mile 2014 Tesla or whatever be like considered old? Like what's the wear and tear on these? Is it the batteries? Like how long do the batteries last? Well, Cause I'm, so I'm, the, I'm curious. So, you know, just like anything, you don't want to be the first, right? So the first Tesla model S is, like, yeah, you can get them for dirt cheap, but it's, like, it's gone through three different motors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and depending on if it's a dual motor and maybe gone through both of them, it's the batteries, man. Yeah. Because that's uh, 20 grand. But there are companies out there now, like, there's one in Florida that I know of for sure that could fix it. But if the battery goes out, normally it's just, it's just a section of the battery. Mm-hmm. So they can go in there and replace that section. So instead of a twenty grand battery, it may cost you a couple grand. Because they're like in an array. Right. Well, they they're they're in panels, but it's like all these little like you want to think of them like double A batteries, mm-hmm. right? And they're all in there. Well, if one of those flat panels goes bad, then it's like it kind of dies from there on, right? Well, it's not that the whole battery's dead. It's just like it won't operate because right. it, it it can't. It's got computers on there that are like saying like too low. It's too low, and they're trying to um, um, level the 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 charge mm-hmm. through the whole battery pack. So when it hits that one, it's like it won't take a charge, so it can't be equaled out. Right. So as you know, because uh, you came to my rescue uh, when I had the car issue, and uh, I mean it was a craziest thing like I went to work and back went to the choir and then back and then went to go get uh, Chick-fil-a and on the way I was like open stop by PetSmart you know because it was like uh, when they have crickets or whatever in front of the pets that we have and I stopped by I had already done the mobile order so I just had to go pick up the food I run in come out car won't start I'm thinking, what the heck? Like, everything was working fine. So, uh, fast forward to, it was a battery needed to be changed. I'm thinking, like, okay, like, no indication or anything. So, then what they said was, the battery was probably going bad for a while. What happens is, when you go, like, longer distances, it has enough time to kind of recharge and get past that minimal. Right. But what you're describing is, was a couple of short trips. And those short trips... It was enough to get it started, but when you did that hard crank, it went below the minimum. And then that short drive, maybe that first short drive, which was a little bit longer, 
of the short drive. Right. Kind of pushed it over the minimum, so you got one more start. But then that little bit to the stop, it would it hadn't charged enough. So basically, you were basically a couple of starts away from it doing happening. So I'm glad it was nearby, not stuck somewhere else. Right. But new battery go, but it's not. I, I, to me, it's like, you know, you know especially with, when you have, like, so many things running on electricity, you probably now need to know the health of the electricity. Right. Uh, with everything. Like, you know, everyone's checking on the grid. I think pretty soon you have to know what the health of your Wi-Fi is, what the health of your battery charging is. I mean, you go 10 years from now, so many things are going to be relying on, as many things that we have that are relying on, like, wireless there's going to be so many things that are going to be relying on charging and recharging. Right. Your cell phones, headphones, everything is going to be charging and recharging. You need to know when these batteries are going to go out. They're going to leave you hanging dry. Yeah. And it's, so I was watching another show and they they got the new GMC Hummer. Mm Mm-hmm. And so they had it like at 17%. So they went to a fast charger and like, I mean, the cable on the thing has got to be two inches wide. But what I didn't understand was when they started charging this thing, yeah, it was it was creeping up pretty fast. <laughs> but then he's like grabbing a hold of that cable. He's like, man, this is he's like hot. And he goes, and it's liquid cooled. So that means there's liquid running through that cable to cool it as a and I was like, just think of how hot the battery is. Right. For all that charging. And then he took it home and then there was another time where he's like, all right, I'm going to, you know, my 110 outlet, I'm going to see how long it was. It was going to take a week and a half to charge it to full from just a little outlet like that. Right, so Because it's the big one, right? And then then he goes, well, I got level two at my house and he did that and it was going to take exactly 24 hours. Hmm. So, but like, you What's but, the, but, but like, the supercharger? Level two is like uh your dryer. Oh, oh, the big two forty, yeah. Yeah, and then uh the going to the unit that has that liquid, it was like I don't know what they call it, it was fast charger, but it it was just amazing to just like see the difference. Mm-hmm. But then it's also like how do you drive? Like me and you, like I work from home. I know you go into work, but it's a couple like times, yeah. But it it's it's still one of those things where the convenience of this thing is enticing me mm-hmm. because it's like as much as people are like yeah but it's just I go to a gas station for ten minutes well I went to fill up my truck the last time there was a line to fill up like mm-hmm. and it, so to say it just always is going to take ten minutes it's like no that's not the case mm-hmm. like I'm sitting there waiting and then I got to get yeah gotta fill like, up. If, 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 the Whereas when, when I just come cost. home from work, or like mm-hmm. you come home from work, you just come in and boom, plug, plug it it's in, and then it's ready for the next yeah. day, and you're done. It's just a hundred thousand dollar price tag. Right? Yeah, that's the problem. That's man. the problem. But that's gonna go which, down. Which is why I'm looking at the older ones, which also makes them non-usable because because it's like if you get a Tesla and like. Uh, like, there's places, but, like, you would have to ship your car to these places right. to get it fixed, right? It's not like the guys around the corner, or like, it's the home like, mechanic where I could come and, you like... You can't push start these things. <laughs> just, remember? On the, on the, pop the clutch. Yeah, pop it. Yeah, times it's like you run in, run behind, go, go, go. <laughs> just jump in. Yeah. I, I but I, it, does, it. it does entice me. It, we'll see. I, I, as much as, well, even my wife was like, she's like, see, they got you. And I was like, they don't got me. They got me on the enticement of like, I can come home and plug in my computer or or Mm -hmm. my car, like my computer, Mm -hmm. or I can, in some cases, the newer technology, even in cars now, they're figuring out how to push it back in. So if your house goes out of power, you can use that as a generator. Safety feature, right. So it's basically a Tesla wall, if you want to think about mm-hmm. it. And uh, the main purpose of this thing is to drive you, but it does other stuff. Right. Basically, I'm more interested in that than solar panels. We've covered the solar panel discussion. And, and, and if you are going to do solar panels, you have to probably do minimum double what they're saying, as well as the wall 
Well, either that or like the government's touting about how they're getting these auto manufacturers to do that. Why don't you give some funds to go fund like the next level of solar panels? Mm -hmm. That's more, you know, more conductive or right. Yeah. Because to be honest with you, it doesn't my house was change that much. Like I understand what the the energy company we have here, like we we don't get paid for putting stuff back on the grid. But then I found out the truth about my house. They said you would never be able to get more than seventy percent. That's why everybody that comes and talks to you. I actually had another friend that was really really close to me, and I was like, you gotta explain this to me. Why do they all say 70%? He went and looked down my roof. He goes, with the way your house sits, he goes, at, with today's panels, he goes, that's all you'll be able to get. Right. So a partial reduction. Right. He goes, it's how many panels can we get on your roof? First of all, that's not in the front of your house because that's where they draw the limit. And also that will cover us. Right. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I get it now. So... To me, it's like, let, let's put some investment in the technology to make the technology better and quicker. Maybe need less square footage of it. And, and more people would be apt to this mm -hmm. stuff. Like California, sorry, you wouldn't have to just say, hey, we're going non-gas at 2035. It'd be, people would be more apt to do this if like, hey, I could go get solar panels for a decent price, mm -hmm. not 20 grand. Right. Because our the point is that our reliance on electricity is only going to get more. Right. Um, and, and our grids can't handle it. No. Even with billion dollars worth of investment to go upgrade it, it's still not right. going to touch it. That's just weathering. That's not to sustain additional load. Right. You got a population increases and it's just you can't keep drawing. It, it, you, have, you can't make more. Right. So I, it, I think it's definitely uh, worth investing in. And that's, that's the kind of stuff I'm, I'm interested in, like when I look at... And battery technology. How do we get our batteries better? Like yeah. I mentioned some stuff, and I've been doing some more research that, uh, that uh, uh, nuclear or whatever, mm -hmm. black diamond battery, I've, I found out that, because you were asking about safety, well, they can only create it that small to make it safe. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, that's not that's not going to work, right? Because you can't. Tesla battery has those. If you think of it like a double A battery, like I mean, it has thousands of them mm -hmm. in there. So it's like you can't do that. But like the guy, I I know, and I got to do some more research on this because I don't even remember what the battery was called. But he would, the guy that created the lithium battery, he's like in his 90s, I guess, right now. But he has this other technology that it basically uses some sort of water and salt type of mixture somehow. And with the technology, and it can hold a charge in this thing. So if you got in a car accident and that busted that tank open, it's just salt water. Nice. Not so there's it's not going to burst in the flames right. or anything like that because it's just it's just the the liquids holding it somehow. Mm -hmm. There's way more to it than that. I know it, so you know, have a field day with me, but that that's the kind of stuff that we need to be investing in. Like I'm fine with the government investing in that because that just means that we can get it here sooner and we can get it here cheaper. And we all have to go to these other countries to get this technology. Yeah, all this chip shortage and all that, it's because we're relying on a lot of technology and somebody else is supplying all the chips. So we need to even, so, and I do wanna you know talk about immigration on the next show, but even when you import talent, I'm talking about legal immigration, uh, when you import talent, then we have to use that information and use that knowledge base to make America better. Right. To make us superior information and technology and manufacturing and whatever. We've kind of settled for like not being the best and like just being a consumer, being a world consumer puts you with these situations that we're in right now. We're just, a really, we're waiting for cargo to show up. Like that's garbage. Right. That is unacceptable. I mean, right. 
No. Like, we've become just... Well, that's that's how you fall out of power. Mm-hmm. I need you. Right. I mean, to go ask for, you know, a please pump more oil. <laughs> what? Yeah, no. And I'm sorry. I, I told the story. I knew it was false. I mean, you're going to start seeing gas prices skyrocket. Oh, it already has. It, it jumped, like, 50 cents in, like, a day. It already has. Because... Um, it's, it's, it's insane but, but that we're just asking people, like, if, if a country's entire export is oil and that's how they make their money. And they're corrupt as, like, all get as out. As it comes. Right. And you're like, And then they're like, hey, if we just create less, then. We they, make a lot more money. Right. So we're going to go do that. Right. So, so to be reliant on importing of that. What you do is you just shore up and say, okay, you know what? Only 30% of my usage will come from, you know, imports. Well, and I was watching a news station and one of the the ladies was talking about, she's like defending this. And I was like, listen, as much as the last administration, we had our reserves filled and we were exporting. That hasn't been done in years Mm-hmm. years and she was touting that we were exporting and I was like that's not the truth we hadn't been exporting anything until that last administration filled up our reserves and and how he filled it up was like at the time gas was really cheap he's like hey let's let's buy that mm-hmm. fill our reserves right. and we were still yes we were still exporting yeah the short term price reduction that we had was basically dipping into the reserve well, and he's doing it again. Yeah. So when is this empty? And well, then we have nothing. Right. You, it's so funny you mentioned uh, a couple episodes ago about the HOA and the, all this like fat money on the reserves and stuff. Just got an email. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, thanks for participating or, you know, attending those who attended. So we decided that we're going to raise the annual premium, you know, <laughs> and because we're going to add to the reserve. And it's like you already had a fat reserve. <laughs> It's not like you could tell me we're going to be doing like landscaping right. or we're going to be doing some like projects or we're going to right. update the pool equipment, whatever. It was just like, we just need to add to the reserve. What are they scared of? What is going on? It's like, it's already like a healthy six figures. It's, right. it's really good. I'm telling you at the time, this was years ago, they almost had a million dollars in their reserve. Yeah, and I don't know what they have, they're doing with this. Yes, cost of landscaping has gone up, but not to the tune of, I mean, so the the increase that they were showing was like about $177 a year increase. So it was going from 680 to like 770, right? So that's all. It's like 15, 20% increase. Okay, nothing's like, if you look at our like landscaping bill, it's probably like up 8%. Then why are you increasing? Because they want to add to the reserve. You already have a fat reserve. <laughs> so hey, I, there's, there's, there's got to be something to it. Uh, these are your neighbors. I mean, they're not getting paid to do this. No. Just, where is the reasoning? But I, I, think it, I think it's it all stems from talking to my one neighbor that was on the board. You know, he, they switch out, which mm-hmm. that's what we should be doing with yes. the government. Serve but, and yeah, then you're out. It out. Yeah. You're out. Like you yeah. don't have a choice, right? You're not serving for your life. And uh, he goes, "Well, the problem is, is whoever takes over that leadership position, they're always like the last person." And I think we've talked about it. Our pastor talked about um, every year they would go for Easter. They would go over to. I think it was his Mima's or some somebody's house, right? Mm-hmm. And they always had a ham that was cut in half. Right. Well, finally, he asked the question. He goes, "Why are we cutting this ham in half? Like, what what's the deal with this? What's the why are we representing this cutting of the ham?" And they're like, "Well, back in the day, they didn't have a pan big enough for the ham." Mm-hmm. He's like, "We have a pan big enough for the, the ham. Right. You don't need to cut it." Mm-hmm. So, it's that same mentality. So, the next person comes in, they're like, well, you need to make sure you have these reserves. And so, it's like this handoff that nobody does anything with. Yeah. 
and they, and then they're too scared. So that I think the key part of that question was the why. Right. Because if you don't ask the why question, and even in even in situations where obedience is expected and you're going to abide by the decision, I think you should even ask yourself why. If right. you can't get a good why, then you are being manipulated somehow. Right. It's either somebody else's agenda or whatever, but if you can't get a good why to your to your action, then it, and there are it doesn't have to make sense to everybody, but it just has to make sense to you. If you can't explain it in a simple language, not like a thirty slide, you know, right. I'm gonna need thirty <laughs> minutes to explain this. To you. No, why? Why are we doing this? Yeah, I. If you can't do it, then then then. I don't just, know why they're holding on to it. Like, what are you so scared of? Like, even like in corporate world, right? Like, so they go. They've always outsourced. It's like, as soon as I hear always, like we've always done it like that. It's like, we always need six people and they're just from Accenture or they're just from, you know, whatever, IBM. And they're just, they just have these consultants. Nobody knows what they do. Nobody knows why you even need them. If, if you can't tell me why you need them, then you don't even know if there's a problem. And sometimes they go and ask them like, so what do you guys do? And what, if you ask them, they're going to tell you every reason in the world why they should be there. But if you don't know why they're there, right? It's supposed to be your problem, right? So it, it, and then it gets all baked in to that reserve and the expenditure. It's like okay, we're going to spend like three million dollars on just this. It's like why? Well, and then I, it's kind of I'm kind of seeing a change in it, but it was like. It's always like a tit for tat type of thing. Oh, Accenture, okay, well, we're spending this much money on you. Mm-hmm. Like, we expect this, right? It was always. It's mafia, dude. It it's, is. It's all it is. But I'm starting to see a little bit of that change. It's like, nah, nah, like, I don't need you over here. <laughs> right. And then they do you a favor. They're like, we'll cut those down to four. Right. I'm like, okay. But what are they doing? It still hasn't answered the question. <laughs> What are those four doing? If I needed six, tell me, and, and I'll be fine with that. But if you can't tell me why I need six, well, how am I satisfied with just four? Right. Anyway. So well, with that... Ask the why. Ask the why. Yes. Hey, um, for this episode, do you got like a, a, a dog scoot deal of the week? The, the deal of the week, I'm going to remind everybody the... I mean... You're into the Chick Fil A app. You gotta use the 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 rewards with the okay. app. Like even if you go through the drive through, just have the app ready. You don't have to order on the app. Just have them scan it. They scan the thing right there. You get points. I'm one of their like highest levels on points. I'm I'm earning like thirteen percent back. Like I mean, it's like for every other order, I get like free stuff. Like I mean, I, I I'm telling you right now, it's if you're gonna you're gonna use chick-fil-a do the app you, you you'll thank me later because right. you're just gonna get free food there's no cost to it as as you're not paying for a membership it's right. like, either that or they'll forget your one sandwich and fries so then it just makes up for it yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> all right all peace peace out